Welcome friends, Scott Sullivan here, Discipleship Catalyst with the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And uh, we are joined with a special panel discussion. Uh, Benny Pate, one of our longtime friends, retired from the Georgia Baptist Convention, uh, speaking, doing ministry, discipleship, working with senior adults, um, training, leadership development, all those sorts of things. So Benny, we're glad that you are with us, buddy. And uh, we also have Mike Taylor. And Mike Taylor is our West Central consultant and just knocking it out of the park. Mike, we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate your heart to make disciples, but also to help those churches really all over the state, but particularly in the West Central region to create disciple making processes in their church and, and to help to problem solve. Now, we are, like we always do, going to be giving some free swag away. Um, so if you haven't normally joined our broadcast, uh, really important that you put your name, just say, hey, Scott Sullivan, you know, what church you're, you're viewing from, uh, just so we know where you're coming from. And what we do at the end of the broadcast, we will draw a name and we'll give you, we're going to send you just a, a pile of free resources from my office. So go ahead and do that in the chat bar below. As a matter of fact, our team will be interacting uh, throughout this broadcast with you. So if you've got questions, drop that in the chat. Uh, we'd love to be able to hear from you, interact with you. And uh, Mike and Benny, I'm going to ask you guys in the, in the chat bar just a little bit later when you get a moment, if you will, to put your email in there. Because some of those who are viewing today may want to follow up, have some, some further conversations. Of course, Mike, particularly in the West Central region, that's what you do. That's you help churches to do that. Okay. So this is uh, good to have that there. And just a reminder as well, friends, as we have people that are still jumping on the broadcast here, we're able to do this because of cooperative program dollars. Uh, we're at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and that is how we fund what we do. So we aren't here to ask money from you. We don't want any donations. We're here to serve you in the local churches here in Georgia. But if you're giving to CP, Thank you for doing that. It's making a huge difference for sure. All right. So, Mike, you're going to guide our discussion today, buddy. Go ahead and jump in, and uh, let's get Benny on the broadcast and hear some wisdom. We're so grateful to have you, Benny. Glad to be here. Thanks. You're in the right place for wisdom. I'm just going to tell you with Benny Pate. Uh, just love uh, all you're doing, Scott, and thank you for that gracious introduction. And I can't think of a man in the state of Georgia that knows more about senior adult ministry than Benny Pate. Uh, Benny and I have been around the state training, do, working and doing things together like that and doing workshops. And I'm just so grateful for his knowledge. But we are, we are in a time and a different place in ministry for all the ministries of the church. But, but when it comes to working with those oldest adults in our church and older adults in the church, there's been a dynamic in the church that has never been, and that's bringing them back as many churches are coming back. And the, many of those seniors have been reluctant to get back and to come back and with understanding, you know, with uh, their conditions and things. Uh, but I want us to begin to think today just about what all that means and how we need to look at that and how to help them to come back. And, and I know we've gone through, here's how we're going to bring our adults back and all this, but Benny, what do you see as we're overlooking when it comes to those older adults in, re in regards to bringing them back? Uh, I, th I think you're looking at, at several things that uh, directly impact what we're doing or what we're not doing now. Uh, senior adults, and I am one, I'm 72, uh, so I, I understand some of these from a personal perspective. But we're always wondering, okay, this is something that most of us have never faced. Uh, I think the great 
the last great pandemic we had like this was the Spanish flu. And that was way back at the beginning of this, of the 19th century. So we have not really dealt with this. And uh, there are concerns and we begin to think about, okay, what is it that keeps us from coming? Well, one, just the very thing of being sick and not knowing what uh, is going to come out of that. Many senior adults have pre-existing conditions. Um, we're not always in the best of shape uh, physically. And so these are things that weigh on our minds and should we get back involved in, in a church family to be around other people? Uh, many uh, senior adults are not even interacting with family. Uh, they, the interaction comes with telephone calls or Facebook or some other kind of electronic method, which leads us to the idea that maybe in the middle of all this, as we're scrambling to find our footing, that we're, we have venues, we have materials, we have resources that we could use that we've not used before. So what do we do with those? And the electronics is one. And not all senior adults are um, ignorant concerning electronic devices. Many are very, very skilled at that. Some have uh, grandchildren or children around who are willing to help them to make sure that they get information and dispense it as such. So this is a, an opportunity in the midst of something that's negative uh, that we probably can make a positive out of it. And so that's some of the things we'd like to think of. I know there is a fear of infection and I, I know there's a fear of the ramifications that come from that. So we have to be very careful uh, one of the things I think we're also concerned about is the fear of losing a primary support group. Uh, senior adults who are active in church, um, this is where they have met friends and, and talk and catch up on what's going on. And that has been a, a real drawback, a real hole, if you would, in their inter personal interaction. So that leads me to a thought, well, if that's the case, then how can we overcome that? How can we fill in some of those things? How can we get people back? I think we follow the rules. The social distancing, there for a purpose. The mask, some people say, I hate the mask, uh, but you'd probably hate to be sick worse than you'd hate the mask. So sometimes we just have to say, okay, that's, that's the way it's, it's going to be. But I think one key area that we need to uh, explore here is to talk with the senior adults themselves and say, okay, what are your concerns? Why are you concerned? And how can we help you overcome that? I know that there have been a lot of people who have spent a lot of time sitting around saying, if, if I could go back, if I could meet with my friends, if I could get back to a live worship experience, a live Bible study experience, how would that happen? They probably come up with some great answers, uh, some very, practical ways that this can happen. So I think, first of all, let's just talk to some senior adults. Let's just find out from them, what is it that concerns you? How can we overcome that? What are your suggestions as to how we can work this out? That's great, Benny. I know that we are, we're wanting them back. I know they want to be back yeah. and we need yes. to come to understanding and helping this to happen in whatever, whatever it takes. And I agree so much with you that I think we've really sent them to school on the uh, technology thing. We've all gone to school on it, but they've really gone to school on it. And it's, right. been, it's been a good thing. It's been a good thing. In it. And in kind of in light of that, um, in all this stuff that's been going on in this time of change, 
Um, what do you see as the positive aspects of this? I know we think, oh, this is a disease. What are the positive aspects of this? And how can it help our senior adult ministries and our older adult ministries down the road as we're working on, as we're working through this comeback and how can it be helpful for the future? Well, I, I give, get the idea that most people when placed in the position have to become resourceful. If I don't have this, what can I substitute for it? If I am unable physically to do this, then what can I do to get around it? Or what can I create that will fill that void? And if we can't meet together, are there ways that we can still communicate? Are there ways that we can still share things, encourage each other, um, build spiritual foundations? And I think there are a ton of those. Uh, we talked about the technology aspect of it. And it doesn't have to be significant or elaborate. It can just be common emails. And um, even I have been trained on emails, so I'm pretty good with that. And I think a lot of us could do that. The telephone um, still remains a tool uh, that we can have conversation, hear voices, and uh, react to what we're hearing. Uh, I know that uh, my birthday was in April. And uh, our children, we have three children who are married and have, we have seven grandchildren. And, and so there's a, a, a family event here when there's a birthday, but we couldn't get together. But that afternoon, my wife said, why don't we go walk a little bit in the front? So I went to the front and just a little while, this caravan came through. And it was my children with their children. And they had all made signs saying, happy birthday. And we love you and all this kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, that's one, of the, that's one of the highlights of my life, not just the last few months, the highlights of my life to see our kids. And then they parked by the curb. We stood in the front yard and talked with them from a safe distance. So we, we did communicate and they made a way to do that. I think a lot of the schools were doing that at that time too. The teachers would stand outside and, or drive by the kids and, and do some of those kinds of things. So that was a new and innovative way for me um, I think that there are other, uh, like if you're going to have a Bible study time, uh, maybe you could have on the front porch. The open areas seem to work better. Uh, they're, they're safer. So you could even do something outside. You could set up chairs outside under a shade tree, social distancing involved, and even a mask there as well. And just have conversations that you would have maybe normally in a Sunday school class in a church building. Um, the out of doors is, is a great place for me where God shows up, where God is evident. And so we can not only enjoy the Bible study, the interaction, but we can just praise him for how he works through everything. So I, I think those are some of the things we can do. And again, I think we ask the senior adult, what have you done? What, how have you guys overcome this? And how have you continued to have fellowship and interaction with other people? So, Benny, you're saying they, they may have been doing this behind the church's back, and we just didn't know it. Just didn't know it. We just That's didn't right. know it, and we need, to, we need to maybe catch up with them a little bit. And I love what you said about the front, the porch. And, and if we go back in time it, with senior adults, they spent a lot of time when they were growing up on the front porch or on the True. porch in a rocket yeah. chair. And that's when the neighbors came by and visited. And that's when those connections were made with their community. 
And we're really kind of recreating that when we do that kind of porch visit. And, yeah. and do yeah. that. Let's just do it all over again. It may be like a very nostalgic time for them, you know, to go yeah. back and to do that in an enjoyable time. And they'll start talking about, boy, I remember the day when, you know, that yeah. kind of yeah. I think also if you do this, not trying to, to be showy in what you're doing, but if you do it in a place where others who are passing by can see it, most people will understand that's a Bible they have in their hands. Yes. Uh, if they look at the book, if, if we got our leather covered Bibles and things like this that we're using, uh, I think people can come by. And certainly if we are in prayer with our heads bowed and things like this, people will know well, you know, there's something going on there. They may not understand it. They may not relate to it totally, but I think they at least are exposed to it. Well, now, Vinny, we've talked about uh, kind of how this thing looks when we're coming through and what some of the aspects of it uh, and uh, how, how senior adult ministry can change through COVID. I know that in my blog this week, uh, I've talked about some of those aspects that we've done and that'll be here in the chat. We can, we, you can look at that. And, and what that is, is basically saying, here's some things you were probably doing in COVID. Now here's some things you can just keep right on doing because we should have been doing them anyway. Right. And just right. Keep propelling that ministry and doing, doing that type of ministry for the future. All right, let's think down the road, Benny. Okay. You know, uh, five years from now, as a result, maybe not just of COVID, but where we are in our culture, Where's, where's senior adult ministry five years from now? Uh, I've been trying to do some thinking on that myself prior to our discussions on what it's going to look like along the way. Uh, first of all, we, we have some generation uh, names that we have used, like the silent generation. And if you look at the silent generation, the years that they uh, came in, uh, the birth years were 1925 to 1945. Now, if that is the case, and it pretty well is a standard uh, across, uh, across the board, that the youngest person in a silent generation five years from now will be 80 years old. So within a five-year time frame, you're going to lose, and, and the silent generation only makes up about 8% of the total population in America now. Uh, what we have done with them is going to take a new face because they will not be the energetic people. They, they have a tremendous intellect though. These are the people who maybe have hobbies and, um, and things that they really like to do that they can share with others that they can pass on to another generation that comes along. We'll still utilize them. I hope still think of things they can do, but we may have to come up with some kind of way that we can get the information or get what they have to offer in a different forum rather than gathering together. And most of them are not gonna get on the bus and go to Blue Ridge or, or go to uh, the mountains during the leaf season or something because that's, that's still, some of them are very energetic at 80, 85 or 90, but you just know that the law of averages is such that that will not happen. So then you look at the generation that succeeds them, if you would, my generation, the so-called boomers, 1946 to 1964 are the years of birth for them. Well, again, just factor that in, that some of them will begin to be retirees. Some of them will begin to be on the other side a little bit slower than they once were. So what kind of ministry are we gonna have? How are we gonna relate to them? And I do think in a lot of ways that uh, the virus has 
helped us to think about how often do we get together in mass groups in enclosed places. Uh, buses uh, are, have been convenient transportation in some ways, but that's an enclosed situation. And we might, I think one of the ramifications of, of the COVID is that we're all gonna think more about pandemics. We're all gonna think about spreading things that we've not thought about as seriously before. So um, we'll do some things that are in smaller groups uh, and do some things that will reach out to others again. I, I'm, I'm big on this. Ask the group, you know, what would you like to do? What are your suggestions? What have you learned from this? So we can glean that and bring it in. Uh, but also, what can we do to continue the things like the, the phone calls, the prayers, the reaching out? If there is a weakness in senior adult ministry to me now that's probably prevalent is that we think of doing things instead of being people for Christ. Mm. And if we are going to be serious about this, the conversations, the phone calls, the acts of caring, uh, the support, all those things that nurture us both spiritually and physically will become even more of what we're going to be doing in senior adult ministry. And when I go and, and ask people, what are you doing? They say, well, we visit the nursing homes. We, we carry flowers. We do these kinds of things, which are good. Those are good things. But I think as time comes along, it's not going to be so much what we're doing out there. Still good. Hope we still do that. But what are we doing to nurture our family, our church family, our friends? our neighborhood, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to call? We're we going to continue to pray. Are we going to do continued acts of love? Are we going to give Christ evidence through uh, meaningful deeds of encouragement? I think that's what it's going to look like more. And I think if we do, it will have much more relevancy and much more impact. So I think you're saying, Benny, this it's not going to come back like it was. No. Regardless of how much we try, I think what we're going to need to see there is a willingness to adapt and adjust as we lean more into the boomer generation and uh, see where they are in life and how we can best do ministry uh, with them, not neglecting, not neglecting that silent generation who are now going to be some of the loneliest people in our congregations because Absolutely. they can't come back. Yes. Maybe from now on, because their health conditions may have changed drastically, not from COVID, but for whatever reason. Just from life. These last six months. Yeah. So, so things have changed in that world. And when they do get back together, it's not going to be like it was. No. Uh, so that picture is changing every day, and we need to be ready for that, and we're ready to do some new things and some different things, and to start a ministry that needs to head in these directions or to renew or regenerate the ministry that we had in a better, in a better situation. And, uh, right. I think one of the things of, of this time too has been, if you uh, could say it this way, it's been a reduction. We have discovered we could get by without some things too. Oh. That we don't have to be going all the time. We don't have to be energetic all the time. We can be contemplative. We can be reflective. We can be, uh, just restore our spirit, uh, be renewed in the Lord and, and Bible study that we now have time for, that we didn't have time for before. 
Uh, I think all those things are going to, and, and we have an opportunity to have a far more spiritual climate than we've ever had. And goodness, in the boomer generation, there are a significant number of people 60 and above who still know the need, need to know Jesus. Yes, that's right. Well, thank you, Benny, for being with us today. Uh, you are the famous Benny Pate, and we sure appreciate all you've done in, in ministry in Georgia. And uh, we'll continue to look to you and to and to help you to to strive in ministry, even where you are now and what you're doing now. And we thank you for all you're doing, Scott. Thank you so much for having this today, Mike. Uh, uh, I did not get to type my email in. It's simply bennygpate at gmail.com. All right, bennygpate at All right. Keep those cards and letters coming in, too. There you go. <laughs> we can make sure that gets in the, in the chat. And, okay. And, Mike, you said famous. Uh, before Benny got on, you said infamous. So I'm not sure which one it is. So, but Benny, it's it's and there's yeah. a couple of things that, that you mentioned that really stand out to me um, because senior adult ministry, really when we talk about all of these, is still very relational. Yeah, you know, very. Tech, yeah. You got low tech, you got no tech. And then at the end of the day, man, it's still relational. It's still relationship building. And there's two things that, that, that you mentioned that, um, that I've just always felt like were super important. So I'm glad you highlighted it. And the way I put it is senior adults, want to be seen, but not viewed. Absolutely. Like yeah. they, they need to know that they're important. They need to know that they're a part of the church. And as, as they, and listen, I'm 49, so that's not a senior adult, but I can see senior adult years in the window of opportunity. So man, mm -hmm. as people get older, they, they need to know that they're valuable and there is such a wealth of wisdom there. I love the comment that you made when you said, make a way. Yeah. You know, I've got a sign on my door that says, make a way, not excuses. Because um, yeah. we got all the excuses. We know what's wrong. It's time to stop focusing on what's wrong and make a way forward. The second thing that I thought I'd mention that came from what you said is uh, not only do they want to be seen and not viewed like a casket, but they want to be heard and not hushed. I yeah. think our senior adults have a voice that should be heard in the church. There are things that they can share with us. We may not always agree, um, but there is wisdom and there is a voice that our senior adults need to be able to have, they need to be heard, they need to be seen. So Benny, thanks for highlighting those things. Let, man. Me, let me add one more word of caution too. And that is all these people have been so active in the church body and the church family, and they're not able to come right now and they get no communication from the church family. Then they begin to wonder if they really are important. Yeah. So we need to show that importance of that person and their opinions and their uh, knowledge and expertise. So good, Benny. So good. Because, and, and Mike will tell you, the churches that we're seeing that are most successful, that are doing well during the pandemic, are the ones that have figured out a way to keep constant contact with their people. Whether yeah. it's, you know, putting everybody on a phone call and everybody in the, on the membership gets a phone call or, you know, sending text message or engaging them some way. Man, that's a yeah. great point. Yes, yeah. thank you. Well, friends, we're closing this out. Benny, thank you for being here. And uh, thanks, for the, thanks for the privilege. You bet. And as always, make sure that your name and all is in the chat bar with your church. And we're going to be drawing some free stuff towards the end. And Mike Taylor, any last thoughts from you before we close out? No, just uh, make a connection with any of our discipleship consultants around the state. Um, just look forward to hearing from you and how we can help you and serve you in this area of senior adult ministry. It's part of what we do.
That's right. That's one of about nine that fits in our category. So whatever you're dealing with in the area of discipleship, our team attacks that and our guys are skilled in helping you to move forward. So thank you for viewing. Thanks for being a part of Georgia Baptist Discipleship Facebook group. And as always, make sure that you reproduce the gospel seed that was shared with you. We'll Amen. talk to you next week. All right.